0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another wonderful podcast. I, uh, I've been at this a long time, and when you, uh, when you do what we all do for a long time, you start profiling. You actually start noticing trends. And I want you to know that throughout the years, I've noticed that there are three types of dentists that I've, I've categorized. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to... Okay, I am going to go there. There are dentists that make things happen. There are those dentists who watch things happen and then there are those that wonder what the hell just happened it's not that simple though i want you to know and we begin our podcast right there
1: Welcome all of you fantastic dental podcast listeners to the My Practice My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry and now the host of our show the clinical director and president at my practice my business dr rob thorup
0: there are so many <clears throat> so many areas where i could start this topic but i want to begin uh, i want to begin with one of my mentors back in the early 1990s this individual was a well-known dental lab owner who i believe was oftentimes prejudged, misjudged, definitely misunderstood. Many of you knew Dr. Dick Barnes of Arrowhead Dental Lab here in Salt Lake City. Uh, Actually, Sandy City is where the lab's at. Dick passed away a few years back, but his legacy continues to go on with Arrowhead Dental Lab, which I think is fantastic. I absolutely loved and respected this guy, and I love and respect successful uh, entrepreneurs like Dick Barnes. I, I know the hard work and sacrifice it takes to pursue one's dreams and, and make it happen. And however, there are many dentists in Utah, they refuse to give his lab a try because as Dick told me, there are dentists who despise watching their colleagues become successful in something outside of the regular dental practice. And many, many of our colleagues, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, my, I'm, I'm just recovering from a lot of lecturing here. Um, but, uh, a lot of us, you know, we just don't, we just don't want to make another dentist rich off of our hard work. That, that's why here at My Practice, My Business, we teach you guys how to increase net revenue. And then we just get paid off of that. And that's how consulting should be, right? So but I'm definitely not one of those dentists. I supported him, Ultradent, uh, uh, CRA. I love seeing successful dentists that pursue other goals. And as the years went on, it really bugged Dick that Utah dentists had little to no support for his lab. And the reason for the lack of dental support in Utah was actually Arrowhead's pricing. Its crown and bridge pricing were more expensive than most Utah dental labs, and however Arrowhead's lab work, you guys, was amazing and very consistent. It was it was just and it still is to this day. Very, very good work comes out of that lab. And as the years went on, Dick made a comment, though, that didn't go over too well with Utah dentists. And it was a comment that really upset what I call the good old boy network here in Utah. And as for me, and I, I, as I say the good old boy network in Utah, I kind of wonder if in other states that there aren't the good old boy networks in the other states, too, that, that go on. Very interesting. And as for me, it, it it caused me to reflect on my delivery of dental care with all my patients. And what was the comment that went nuclear here in Utah? I'll tell you. <laughs> it was this. Dick said, cheap doctors use cheap labs. Whoa! <laughs> the, the Jedi of Dental Lab owners actually called out his colleagues. <laughs> While so many of our colleagues got upset with such a judgmental statement It actually caused me to reflect on my own work and and how I practiced dentistry at the time and how I wanted to practice dentistry in the future. At the time, Dick made the statement, I was using Arrowhead Dental Lab for my anterior cases, but I was using a less expensive dental lab for my posterior crowns, especially on those PPO plans that had such a low reimbursement rate for crowns. Does, Does this sound familiar? Any of you currently doing something like this right now? I know there are many of you out there that do. You don't have to call in and and confess. Just, you know, ponder it within your own hearts. Did this decision of mine, though, make me a semi-cheap dentist? (laughs) Or was was I simply making a business decision based on what I had been taught by others? Think that one through. A business decision taught by who? Cheap on cheap? The race to the bottom? So at the time I I just begun engaging with my new knowledge on upgrading <clears throat> on upgrading crowns courtesy of the regional manager from Blue Cross Blue Shield and what she taught me and the anterior crowns produced by Arrowhead were they were absolutely beautiful they were transparent very deep uh, and 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 just amazing and the anatomy perfect but so were their posterior crowns yeah. I thought, well, this is stupid of me not to offer choice with posterior crowns and and charge for the better ones from Arrowhead, right? Just like I did with their anterior crowns. And again, shouldn't it be the patient's choice, right? Unfortunately, most, and I mean the large majority of you, have no idea how to offer choice to your patients, especially if you're on those PPO plans and how to charge fairly for the services you provide with your PPO plans you take. And most definitely, the huge majority of dentists today do not know how to charge for upgraded products and services with PPO contracts, so you don't get yourself into trouble, right? Yeah, you're all scared. I get it. (laughs) I was there two years into practice, and then after that, I was fine. As time went on, and especially after teaching thousands of dentists and dental team members, I began to observe an interesting trend across the board with everything from crowns to implants, composites, and more. The observations of crowns, though, will help with my investigational assessment that I want to share with you today. Years ago, I, I used to own a dental lab, it, and I don't recommend any of you do that. that's that's why i have a lot of respect for lab owners especially dentists they're lab owners (sighs) another long story but yeah i so i know with which i'm talking about so when ordering crowns from dental labs dentists will typically fall into three categories the first one you can label as either the cheap dentist or the business savvy dentist okay this is the doc who orders the least expensive crown on the market. The crowns they order are typically $100 a unit or less. Imagine you are working on a patient where their PPO reimbursement rate is $700. This doc subtracts the crown fee of $100 from a $700 contracted reimbursement fee for an all-porcelain crown, and they end up with a $600 gross net. Hope you're following me there, right? Seven hundred reimbursement, hundred dollars for the crown from the lab. Now they're at a gross net of six hundred dollars. They believe they've made the best business decision for their practice, and uh, and delivered a clinically acceptable prosthetic, right? And I agree with both those points for those docs who don't know what we know here at MPMB. Would it surprise any of you if I said this category makes up to the majority of practicing dentists, especially those who are 50% or more in a PPO-driven practice. So it's interesting that this doc makes up over 65% of us in the dental field. And I'm being generous when I say 65% because there are other areas of the country where it actually makes up about 85% of the dentists, okay? The second doc is the one I call the conscientious doc. So, dock one is the cheap dock. Dock two is the conscientious dock. And this conscientious, conscientious dock, boy, say that fast three times. This dock wants to be able to sleep at night. So, here's what they do they don't want to order the cheapest crown or product, but they know they can't afford to order the more expensive one either. So, they, they order the middle of the road crown, the all porcelain crown that runs about $130. In most areas. And the crown that that has some shading and anatomy, but not the best craftsmanship a qualified technician can produce. You take that $700 PPO reimbursement fee now on that insured patient, you subtract 130 for that slightly better crown, and you have roughly a $570 gross net. And this doc makes up about mm, sometimes around 20% of us in the dental field. Now, some of you are thinking, well, Rob, that's only a $30 difference. That's not a lot. Well, that's a lot when you're PPO-driven. When you're in a PPO-driven practice, that's actually when you start adding up all the crowns that you do uh, minus uh, $30 extra. Yeah, that starts adding up in a hurry. And sometimes those cheap docs are able to get those crowns for less than $100. So kind of let that sink in. The question that I want you to ask yourself is this, who's the smarter business person? The cheap doc or the conscientious doc? It's obvious from any MBA program uh, that the cheap doc is making actually the best business decision in most directions. Oh, sure. The argument can be made with the quality of the deliverable product. And if the patient will perceive that difference and the longevity and the customer satisfaction, the fill and fit can all come into play. I, I get it. But overall, the conscientious doc loses in the business grading. But hey, at least they can sleep at night, right? <laughs> then there's the third doc. <clears throat> this doc is the one who orders the two hundred dollar all porcelain crown. This this crown is made to, you know, the exact standards on the lab script. It has beautiful shading that you listed down, customization on the occlusal surface that you might have placed, and hills and valleys where they're supposed to be and, and more. This is the doc who only does the best. I only do the best. They also tend to have the following in common though. Listen to this. They have no idea why they're working harder and making less. They refuse to cheapen their delivery of goods and services to increase profit margins, which I applaud them for, but so they they what do they do? They cram the schedule more. They raise their fee for service fees which only cost shifts from fee-for-service patients to the PPO patients when when they're attempting to capture that higher profit margin. And sometimes they find themselves over-diagnosing. That's right. I called it out. They also tend to go learn new procedures, and they purchase equipment for those new procedures, and they never do their homework on whether that new equipment will actually deliver a respectable return on investment. Most of the time, these doctors are very altruistic, and, they, and they, want, they just want to do the best, but they honestly, truly have no business training to know where their profit margins are going. And it's those little slivers of a little more here, a little more there, that all of a sudden the doc's wondering, why am I only making 100000 a year in this business? I could have gone and done something else, Right. <laughs> But I I salute all you docs who reside in that category because I, too, want to deliver the best products and procedures that my training will allow. We all do. But when you're on a PPO budget with your PPO patients, can you provide the best products and technology? Should you provide those patients on PPO budgets with the best products and technology? Well, Ah, here it comes, Doc. I mean, you might want to lay down and get ready to have somebody revive you because in the real business world, the answer is a resounding no. The consumer who happens to be called a patient in your practice, they should get exactly what they pay for. And you, Doc, and your dental team members, they should not be paying for your patient's dental care. Yet you do it all the time, don't you? Can I ask you A really honest question. Who taught you to routinely give away your dental services? I mean, honestly, where did this come from? And who continues to endorse such poor business decisions? I'm just asking for a friend. (laughs) You know, it's like, I know where these things come from. I've told you guys for years where it comes from. It comes from it comes from dental consultants who don't know any better. It comes from your professors in dental school that never ran a successful practice, and if they did, it was fee for service. And and if they, it, it's like they they think that money grows on trees. Why? Because they're working for a state run school, and they get their checks courtesy of our of our tax dollars. They don't. They've never cut a payroll, and that's a problem for me. Ah, so now for the best part of this podcast there is a fourth doc. Who is this fourth doc, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked in your mind. The fourth doc is the one who has gone through our training here at My Practice My Business. This fourth doc is the one who learns the truth about dental PPO contracts and not the crap that's been propagated out there for years, who learns how to be profitable with them, who learns business skills, who learns about their state laws, Hooty, whaty, and how to apply them to their practice. They even learn how to help pass state laws like we did in Utah within their own states. You would think their associations were doing that. That's another thing. The fourth doc is the one who is able to provide the highest caliber of dentistry to both PPO and fee-for-service patients. And get paid fairly for those products and services that they deliver to both of those patient types. The fourth doc is the one who is excited to go to work each day and has a team who is just as excited, they're enthusiastic to, to show up every day, because they all, including you, Doc, I know this might sound hard to understand. <laughs> just sit down, think it through. All of you get bonused each month beyond anything that they or you have ever experienced before. The fourth doc has a, a team that understands how to take ownership of what they do <clears throat> and how to give their patients exceptional cover, customer service. I, I mean, above and beyond what you think is exceptional right now. And best of all, the fourth doc understands the value of team education. What? Yeah the value of it. And they send their office managers and front office team members to our clinical business of dentistry office manager front office training either here in Salt Lake or Hawaii. It's the same price <laughs> where they are taught by individuals who actually have business degrees in addition to dental degrees from where accredited schools of business and dentistry. Not not the not the online versions. No, the real ones. Where they actually get to learn real business skills and not the fluffing stuff that they're typically taught in all the the uh, uh, you know the, the conventions and places like that. Oh my gosh, the the fluffing stuff that was taught at our convention this year. I just I cringed. I love both those people, but I cringe. Yes, my friends, the fourth dentist is not a unicorn. It's a doc who actually receives business training for themselves and their teams with measurable and trackable returns on their investment, which is something nobody taught us to do before. And this is exactly why we can guarantee our trainings here at My Practice, My Business. We invite you to become that fourth doc and sign up for our clinical business and dentistry team and office manager for an office training for you, doc, and your dental team members so you can experience what it means to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry again. You know, the profitability, you wonder where it went, what happened, There are those who make things happen, watch things happen, and wonder where their profits went. Well, thanks for being with me today. Initiate change. Embrace that change because we look forward to serving you and your team as we change practices and change lives for the better here at My Practice, My Business.
1: Thank you for being with us today. Since 2006, My Practice, My Business has been teaching dentists and their teams business skills, dental insurance contractual protocols, and state laws governing how to profitably bill patients fairly for the need-based services they provide. What's more, we guarantee our training, unlike other dental consulting companies in the industry. Simply stated, if you don't increase your net revenue, we don't get paid. We call it dental consulting the way it should be. We believe there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to experience and implement our key methods, knowledge, and business training within their dental practices. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com and surf our pages for additional information about our company and the services we provide. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the most profitable dental business training that you will ever experience. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.